listening to First Church Charlotte. Read one more person as you find your way back to your seat. And you may be seated. Nothing like the great family of God. Amen. Nothing like it. I thank God for it. Amen. Amen. I do want to mention before we get into the word tonight, of course, we miss uh, Brother Nathan and family, and we miss a few, few other families here tonight, but that's okay. A bunch of our young people are headed over to Raleigh. They were heading there this afternoon getting ready for youth conference. It starts, uh, may have started tonight, but for sure tomorrow night and Friday night at the uh, Temple of Pentecost. Uh, Brother Huntley, Brother Ballestero, pastors there. And uh, if you had a chance to shoot over there, I'm sure you would be greatly blessed by a great youth conference going on for all the young people in uh, North Carolina. So that's uh, this that's tomorrow night and Friday during the day and Friday night. Always a great time in North Carolina. Also, Women's Weekend is coming up here in a week. Next, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like to hear, a little bit of spirit in the house. Some excitement. And uh, this year, they're asking every lady to register. I believe it's, there is a small fee there, but... The register is to uh, make sure they have enough food for all of those who have registered. I believe I was told it was $10, so it's just uh, just a little love offering. But uh, if, if you can't come because you can't afford $10, then please come. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some left over. But if you can help uh, that, uh, please register. That's needed. Your name needs to be on the list. Uh, when you register so that it'll be covered and, and there will be food for everyone. So uh, before we go tonight, we'll, we'll join hearts and lift up our voices for a special anointing on youth conference this, this week that's happening over in Raleigh. Praise God. I love the word of the Lord and I don't have to live without it. And I couldn't live without it. And thank God if I was put in a deep, dark dungeon in solitary confinement, that would be my life, day in and day out. And yours, as we remembered the word that had been hidden in our hearts over the years, uh, we wouldn't uh, have nothing to do. We wouldn't go crazy. We would recall great messages and Bible studies we've heard down through the years and be talking to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand for just a moment as we turn to Acts chapter 2 and look to the word of the Lord. Brother Nathan, last Wednesday night, made a wonderful statement of truth and of purpose for our church. I'm sure all of you heard it very clearly. I heard it and wrote it down. It moved me, and I certainly appreciate it. He said, uh, 
as a church, and that's true of all apostolic Pentecostal churches, this church and all other churches that want to be like the church Jesus started. He said, as a church, we must have a Holy Ghost destiny. As a church, we must have a Holy Ghost destiny. I thank God for the friendship. I thank God for all the knowledge and, and the, the fun we've had down through the years. And if you're very new, you have a lot of good times to look forward to because your brothers and sisters, uh, you, know why God, you know why we know they're so diverse because God has a sense of humor. And uh, thank God we're diverse. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be a dull world if we were all me or all you? It's a mighty broad span, and we thank God for that variety that's in life. And uh, so it's a great joy uh, for that being there in the Spirit of God and the family of God. But uh, it is vital that we have a Holy Ghost destiny. And it is the Holy Spirit of God that has brought us together. The Spirit and the Word. The Word and the Spirit. The Father seeking such to worship him even now. To worship him in spirit and in truth. The Spirit of God and the truth of God. The Holy Ghost power and the Word of God. Hallelujah. I thank God we've got something to shout about from now throughout eternity. Let's praise him a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to put a shout out to Sister Moran with us tonight from over in Wilson. We've heard her husband preach a number of times over the last couple of years, and uh, we're so glad she broke away. Got to check on her girl, you know. Sister Hannah singing right up here this, this evening, and we're so glad to have them. Your husband's helped us a number of times. Thank you for letting him go. Were you preaching in Wilson? Sometimes, yeah, well, that's the way it happens. <laughs> and uh, what a joy it is to know that we're part of a family that reaches around the world. Seriously. People that are called to serve the Lord and do it with gladness. Acts chapter 2, as we read a little bit of the Apostle Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. Verse 16. He's explaining what's going on. The Spirit has just fallen. People are speaking in other tongues. A flame of fire is over their heads, which always happened when God entered into a new vessel. It happened at the tabernacle. It happened at the temple. And now the Lord's coming into our bodies and our bodies become the temple of the living God. And so the first time that happens, the fire is there to demonstrate God is right in the big middle of all of this. Verse 16, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood 
and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's praise God the door is still open tonight. We give you praise, O Lord. We magnify your holy name. How great thou art. How great thou art. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. From that statement that Brother Nathan made last week, a study came into my heart in the last few days. And it is this, and it's something that we want to keep in a priority position in our life throughout our life. It is maintaining our own personal revival. If the Holy Ghost is going to be the destiny of this church, if one of the main goals of our lives is that we are filled with the Holy Ghost and our church is filled with the Holy Ghost, then it is important that we prioritize that we're going to maintain that I'm going to have a Holy Ghost revival the rest of my life. Which means I'm going to stay right in love with Jesus Christ. I'm going to love his kingdom. I'm going to love his people. I'm going to love his word. Hallelujah. I'm going to love it all. And it's going to be a priority to me. To lose our enthusiasm for anything we need to be doing really affects our progress. Some of these things I'll be saying certainly apply to our careers. They apply to our homes, to our marriages, uh, to the things that are most important in our life. God promises to help us maintain. He will help us maintain our ongoing excitement and determination to walk with God. If we want to be kept, we'll be kept. The Lord will keep you if you want to be kept. The Lord will keep me if I want to be kept. Well, I do want to be kept. And I don't want to just uh, go along on duty alone. Sometimes you need duty to carry you through a hard time. But, oh, it needs to get above duty. It can go on into the realm of enthusiasm and joy and excitement and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For our church to be what God wants it to be, we've got to have a Holy Ghost destiny. Glory to God. Why should we strive to keep the Holy Ghost revival going on in our hearts? Let's just review a thing, few things here tonight. First of all, when we stay full of the Spirit, an anointing comes to our life. When we walk in the Spirit, overcoming power comes to our life. When we have that anointing of God, the victory of faith in God is very present to us. When, when troubles come, if we're walking in the Spirit, we quickly will turn to the Lord. If we're walking in the flesh, we start worrying. We start getting anxious, getting uh, upset, getting uptight, and a whole lot of other negative emotions. But if we're walking in the Spirit, we're saying, Lord, you know where I'm at, and I need your help, and you're going to see me through, and you're going to get me through this next job interview. You're going to help me do a good job. I know you are, Lord, because you love me, and I love you. 
Hallelujah. Me and Jesus, the song said many years ago, we got our own thing going. Hallelujah. I'm glad he cares about us individually. Certainly cares about us as a church and as a movement of apostolic people around the world. But he does that by doing it one by one by one. As every one of us seek him, move into his spirit, learn how to walk in his spirit, then these truths happen to us. We're quick to encourage each other. Husbands and wives, they are quick to, when the problem arises, they're quick to bring the Lord into the equation. First thing I do when I lose something, I start praising him. I start saying, God, you know exactly where that is. It's the truth. It's worked for me so many times. As far as I know, it's worked every time. Lord, we lost something a while back. We didn't find it for three months. I said, Lord, I guess we'd quit praying, but prayers never die. And one day, Ellery had lost something behind a, a stool. And I started feeling around down there, and lo and behold, there it was. It was one of these Verizon hotspots. So when you're in a car, you know, you can stay in tune with the world. But we lost it for three months. Didn't have to pay for it either. But the Lord knew where it was all the time. I had looked under that bed a new number of times, but I hadn't looked it right. I'm just telling you. And what's true in the small things are true in the big things. Lord, you know the next job I need to be in. You know where you'd want me, and I'm trusting you, Lord. Guide my steps. Guide my thinking. Guide my life, oh, Jesus. Aren't you glad you can call on Jesus day by day, hour by hour? Don't you fall into the class of people you don't want to bother God on your little stuff. Do you think you can bother God? What brings a parent joy, especially if your child's far away? That ring of that phone, they want to hear a voice. Not just any voice, the voice of their own. And we children that have living parents, we need to make sure we call our parents just all the time. They need to hear your voice. Well, God gets excited. You know what delights the Lord? The prayer of the righteous. He gets excited when you are endeavoring to serve the Lord. You're not playing games. You're really walking with God. You want to serve him. You want to please him. When you dial his number, oh, let me see what they got to say. Hallelujah. It's his delight. I love to bring delight to the Lord. How about you? I want him to hear my voice every day. Seven times a day will I praise thee, the psalmist said. Well, I want to be that. I'd like to praise him every hour on the hour. Amen. Amen. Just all day long, have a running conversation going with Jesus. You can, if you will. If you want to, you can. And what a joy it is. The Lord promises so many wonderful things. Second Chronicles seven fourteen is a great scripture that gives us faith in what God does and how he does it. Many of you could quote it. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. Do you know what getting before the Lord in prayer does? 
it humbles your flesh. That's why the flesh wants up so bad that first five or seven minutes. It wants up. I mean, it, you start reminding, that if you forget something you're supposed to do, just try to get down and pray a little while. Take you a note tab with you so you can write it down. Your flesh will remind you of all kinds of stuff. You're, you're wasting time down here. You need to get up, get up, get up, get up. Doesn't matter if you fasted seven days. The flesh will still fuss. But once you say, you're going to stay down here for a little while. You're going to talk to Jesus for a few minutes this morning. And once the flesh realizes it can't get up, it can't, whether you're sitting or kneeling or standing, doesn't matter a whole lot to God, just so you're in touch with him. You're talking to him. Hallelujah. But it's a joy to know the Lord and to understand that he loves to hear our voices and he will help us. My people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I'm so glad I've got my land healed. Aren't you glad you got your life healed? Everything I know of that I've ever made a mistake in, did something wrong, whatever, blew my top, got mad, said something, did something stupid. It's all under the blood. I've been healed. I'm healed. What sins are you talking about? Songwriter asked the question. I, I can remember some of them, but I don't make a habit of that because I put it under the blood. If it keeps coming up, I'll, I'll have me a special memorial prayer meeting. I'm saying, God, this is the last time I'm going to repent of this. It's been bugging me for a month now. I was sorry the first time I repented. I'm just wanting everybody to know that's listening in case there's a devil around. I'm sorry. That's not who I am. That's not who I'm going to be. I want to please you in all things, Lord. And then I leave it under the blood. And don't let that old accuser say, well, you, that, you did that one. You did that one time. That's under the blood. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Hallelujah. My sins are gone. If we will pray, God will hear us. And he will heal us. And so there's victory in a continuing revival spirit working in our heart. Why strive for a Holy Ghost revival in our lifestyle? To live with one. You know, sometimes we have revivals or special weekends, whatever. Special speaker come in. They light our fire with some good word. The worship lights our fire. Something lights our fire. What do, you have, what do you do when there's no, no fire around? Well, you got to light your own fire. How do you light your own fire? You start, start saying, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I got the Holy Ghost saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You just start saying that a little bit and something starts stirring. You get a spark going. Turn on some gospel music. Hallelujah. Get to stir it up. Stir up that spirit in you. It's there. Hallelujah. Just stir it up. Hallelujah. For our church to have a, a spiritual future, we must have a Holy Ghost destiny. Praise God. Why do we want to walk in the spirit? 
be filled with the Spirit to have all the benefits that come in God's kingdom and his Spirit working in us. Isaiah 61, the first three verses are that glorious passage where Jesus quoted from in Luke chapter 4. You'll have a testimony for all people ready to go because the gospel is going to be preached to the poor, to the meek. No status in the gospel. You can't buy your way in. Thank God for liberal givers. You, I'm just saying if you're hungry, if you got two, two pence, the Lord receives your offering and he'll bless you because of it. And if you've got more, thank God. Don't, don't, don't live so that uh, he might say, well, he could pay tithes when he was just making a thousand a week. That hundred dollars a week wasn't too bad. But now he's making 10,000 a month. That 250 a week just is hard for him to write that out. Well, then go on back to 1,000 a week then. I'm just saying, God will bless you if you bless the kingdom. <laughs> Hope for the brokenhearted people. How many have ever had your heart broken? I've had my heart broken. But I know where to go when it's broke. And you do too. I got to get some more of that Holy Ghost in me. Deliverance for addicts. Freedom for those in prisons of their past. Some people build things. They have season of their life when they just, they just throw so many monkey wrenches in their personality and their future. And they need deliverance. Now is the time for God's help. This is the acceptable time. Now is their victory over sin and Satan. Now, you don't have to wait for some time in the future to walk in victory. Whatever tries to hold you down and chain you, there's victory for you in Jesus' name. Through the word, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's why we get in it every day. Can I get a witness? Every day, every day, every day, every day, the sword. Get that sword out. Shine it up a little bit and check the edge. Praise God. And get in the spirit. Comfort those in mourning. We all get some of that in our lives. And there's a proper time for mourning. A little longer for some, a little less for others. But you're not to live there. Not to buy into that. You got to get a smile on your face again. Let the joy bells ring in your heart again. Beauty given for our ashes. God wants to take the ashes of our life, turn them something beautiful. I'm talking about the benefits of walking in the Spirit, living in the Holy Ghost. Praise to drive out the spirit of heaviness. You know what the spirit of heaviness is? Depression. The Lord knew this was a human ailment, and everybody gets a little bit of it, but some people uh, have endured months of it, years of it. But I believe that uh, when we get us, if, if you're one of those that are in a time of, of heaviness, everything feels, you, just, you, your whole cloud, your whole vision is cloudy, 
everything looks down. Everything is heavy. Your arms hang down. You got to get your arms up and put on the garment of praise. You say, I don't feel like. Put it on. Put on the garment of praise instead of letting the spirit of heaviness rule your day. God's good all the time. God loves me. All my sins are under the blood. I got the Holy Ghost and fire down in my soul. And count your blessings and live a thankful life. The more we put on that garment of praise, the sooner we'll get out of that spirit of heaviness. To be people of righteousness. We can only be righteous because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And his robe of righteousness covers us. To be grafted in and planted in the Almighty. And that the Lord may be glorified. When we live full of his spirit, full of his enthusiasm, his excitement, we are blessing everywhere we go. Why? Well, we're glad because Jesus loves us. We're glad because we know him. We're glad we're in the family. I'm so glad I'm in the family, the family of God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you, you got an inroad into the throne room of heaven? People of the covenant. That means you've made a covenant to take up your cross and follow Jesus. Those that are in the covenant, they have the promise that God will hear them every time they pray and that he will be delighted in their prayers. And we don't even get that with a president. I call the White House every once in a while because I think he needs a word from the Lord. I'm not the Lord, but I'll quote scripture to him. Last time I called, a couple months ago, I gave him some scripture because he needs all he can get. I prayed for President Obama. I prayed for them all. Some of them need it worse than others. But they all need it worse than they know. But I, I, I can't talk to him. I talked to a young man last time. Before that, it was a recording. I told him the scripture. I wanted him to get to the president. He said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out and push it, push it that direction. That's about all we can, about, about as close as you're going to get. But you can walk into your prayer closet and get in touch with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows your social security number. And he loves you. And he gets excited when you call on him. Oh, let's praise him a little bit right now. Plus, those are all the things that are kind of in the mission statement of the Lord. Plus, when you walk in the Spirit of God, you have the potential that some of the nine gifts of the Spirit will operate for you. If you're a parent, you need the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge on a continuing basis. Pray for it. Ask God for it. He'll cue you in when one of your children are in a trouble spot. And all you have to do is go to them and start talking. Take a little time. It'll come out. 
but the Lord will cue you in. He'll set a red flag going, a red light going. When you call them out by name, day by day. Call it through your family out by name, day by day. Whoever needs something from you, from the Lord, the Lord will quicken it to you. Plus the nine fruit of the spirits. Who doesn't want all of those working for us? That'd get us out of those uh, spats we get into sometime. Soft answer turneth away wrath. We're used to saying, hey, you said that to me. I got something to say to you too. Well, that's really the spirit of the fruit of the spirit working there, isn't it? No, it's the fruit of the flesh working. Plus, 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 plus many other promises. The Bible says covet the earnest, covet earnestly the best gift. The one you need now is the best one. Covet it. Go after it. Ask the Lord. We can enjoy a continual personal Holy Ghost revival. Walking in the Spirit by just doing a few things in our life. Take time every day to get in His presence. Get enough word that you haven't something to meditate on when you got a moment or two. And live out the meaning of Micah 7 and 8, which says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Hallelujah. Doesn't say if you ever fall, the Lord knows we're going to fall. But when I fall, first thing to do is get back up. Don't stay down there. That's where the devil will talk to you. If you won't get up and fight, you're just saying, devil, come in and tell me what you got to say to me today. And he'll load you up. God don't know anything about what's going on in your life, he'll tell you. He doesn't care. He doesn't even exist. You've just created this being out there somewhere. That lying devil, he knows he's lost if he reads, if he reads well. He probably uh, can't read Revelations too well. <laughs> Wouldn't want to read about yourself going to hell all the time, would you? So you skip Revelations. He's going to be thrown into that bottomless pit, then to the lake of fire. I'm talking about staying full of the Holy Ghost and fire. As usual, I have more than we have time for, but uh, spring break, right? We can spring on a little bit longer here. <laughs> Kids don't have to get up early. You don't have to get up early to get them ready to get up early and get gone. Let's carry on just a few minutes. You remember reading Ecclesiastes 3. Listen close. For to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Time to be born and time to die. Time to plant, time to pluck up that which is planted. Time to kill, time to heal. Time to break down, time to build up. Time to weep, time to laugh. Time to mourn, time to dance. Time to cast away stones, time to gather stones together. Time to embrace, time to refrain from embracing. Time to get, time to lose. Time to keep, time to cast away. Time to rend, time to sow. Time to keep silent, time to speak. Time to love, time to hate. Time of war, time of peace. But did you notice... <laughs> 
there is no time to quit. We started this race to go all the way. We got on this narrow way to make it through the pearly gates. We started living for Jesus to finish the race. Hallelujah. This world doesn't have a single thing for me or you. The wickedness of this world is not going to make us better people. Let me get in the spirit. Let me walk in the spirit. Let me live in the spirit. To be an apostolic church, we've got to have a Holy Ghost destiny. <laughs> Devil tried to get faithful Job to quit, but he couldn't. Devil tried to get praying Daniel to stop, but he didn't. There's no time to quit serving the Lord. Choose to stay enthusiastically in love with Jesus Christ, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Make this statement yours. Let it be something you think about every once in a while. I'm not ever going to get over being saved. It's not going to get old to me. It's not going to be lost in my memory somewhere. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to remember where God found me and how he straightened me out, cleaned me up, gave me a hope of heaven, and I'm not ever going to get over being saved. Come on, say that with me. I'm not ever going to get over being saved. Oh, let's praise him for his mercy. Sometime when you have time, read, read the letter Jesus wrote to, spoke, and John wrote it down, to the churches. First one in Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, the church of Ephesus. And first of all, the Lord explains to them all the things they got right. And it is quite a wonderful list of things they got right. They had to be word people to get that right. All those things, about nine different things, if my memory serves me right, that he just bragged on them. But, he said, I do have uh, one thing. Uh, he could have said one main thing that you got wrong. You don't love me like you used to. You don't get excited when it's church night. You don't get excited when you get down to the Bible. You just speed read. Three chapters a day. Speed read them. You don't even know what you read. You couldn't tell me five minutes later. But boy, you know the sports page, sir. You know what those funnies said? Thank God for some funnies in the paper. Cheer me up a little bit. My main cheering up is going to go when I go up to my upper room or go to my backyard and talk to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the one that's going to cheer me up and you. You're not excited about his presence. You can go into his presence and rejoice with the joy a little bit there, but You've gotten so used to it. 
You don't relish it for a day or two. And thank God, wow, we, we got into something wonderful last Sunday. Hallelujah. You don't uh, have enthusiasm for the kingdom like you used to. You don't pray for missionaries and home missionaries like you used to. You got so many things right, but boy, you, you, you really drop the ball when it comes to staying in love with your God, the one who died for you. And Jesus said, you better repent and fall in love again. In other words, go back and do the first works. He said, I'm, I'll be coming after your candlestick. You can't stay in your place and be cold toward me and uh, distant. And you want to keep it that way. You just want to follow the distant. But I don't want you too much in my life, Lord. I don't want to learn too much. I just, this, this is pretty comfortable. Well, we got we to figure it out now. Jesus is looking at me. I better practice what I preach. What do you think? And we all better stay in love with Jesus. The good, the good thing is it's the most, it's like couples. They just all the time fuss and they don't make up. And so the coldness gets a little colder. You know, there comes a point when you got to start feeling those emotions you felt when you first met each other. I don't want to turn this into a marriage seminar like Brother Nathan said the other night. But you know, when you're excited about God, you can't help but tell friends about him and invite them into this kingdom. Thank God for the many water baptisms we've enjoyed the last few weeks. Praise God. Somebody shout about it. Their sins are gone. Thank you for a number of people getting the Holy Ghost. I know we've prayed through about five here in the last few weeks over here. I hope five more got it here and five more over here. Some of them prayed back through, but they needed a praying back through big time. And the way we're doing our prayer session, there's a huge harvest field here every Sunday morning. We'll open our eyes. <clears throat> don't go, don't go cramming stuff down their throat. Don't, 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 don't try to feed uh, meat to a baby. Love them. Get to know them. Get acquainted. And then you slip a place prepared for you with the next time you go out to dinner. Have you seen this? Boy, this is neat. You got to look at this. In fact, let's get together sometime. I'll go with it. I'll go with you through it. But you've already made a friend. I'm talking about fishing. Jesus wants to make us fishers of men and women and young people. Thank God for a record-breaking attendance here Sunday. 742. Is that right? I think we ought to praise God for 742. And brother, we had a harvest field sitting out here. And we have it every Sunday morning when we have about 600 here most Sundays or close to it. People. Once a week is fine for them right now. But 
when they get this Holy Ghost burning in their life. They want to get with God's people a little more than that. They want to read the scripture that says, forsake not the assembling of yourself together. Even so much the more as you see the day approaching. Brother, we're seeing the day approaching. Greatest small group we can have is teaching someone a Bible study. All of these small groups are wonderful things, but their main purpose is this Holy Ghost destiny. <laughs> Whether it's playing basketball or playing golf or playing tiddlywinks or dominoes. Friendship, which will then lead to an open door at some point through prayer, fasting, seeking God, calling your friend's name out to the Lord. A soul winner's zeal will come on to us again. Hallelujah. Let's stand. I want to get excited about new people finding the Lord. How about you? I want to stay enthusiastically in love with Jesus Christ. Oh, let's love him a little bit right now. Let's praise him. Let's worship him. Thank you for loving me, Lord. Oh, I praise you. I praise you. Oh, God, I want to love you more this year than ever before. I want to walk in your spirit more than ever before. I want to walk and talk with you day in and day out more than ever before, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord's never done any of us anything but good. He's helped us through our troubles. He's helped us through our difficulties. So Sunday morning when it's time to pray, find one of these that are here in the altar. If not, look around you. And see if someone seems to be touched by the presence of God. And just go and say, is there something in your family, your life that I could help you pray about? and help them into the presence of the King of Kings. What a wonderful thing it is to be in his work, in his harvest field, in love with Jesus, in love with Jesus. Are you playing falling in love with Jesus? Can you play that one? Let's sing it in closing tonight. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Some of you, it's a new chorus. Just the same th for three lines. And then the last one, it's the best thing. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Let's worship him. I praise you, Lord. I magnify your holy name. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. 
Glory to your name. Let's pray for our young people that are over in Raleigh at this youth conference. Our young people and then all the young people of North Carolina. That the Lord will anoint the preaching and teaching in such a way that our children, our young people, open themselves wide to hear the word of the Lord and be filled and refreshed in the Holy Ghost. Come home on fire with fresh vision and fresh love and fresh determination to make heaven their home. Everybody over this congregation, let's pray for our young people tonight. Oh, God, you see everyone. Give them strength. Give them wisdom for their journey. Give them wisdom for their battles. Walk with them, Lord. Fill them full of the Holy Ghost at this conference. Fill them full of your holy word. Oh, Jesus, strengthen them, mighty God. Encourage them. Lift them up. Whatever their need is, Lord, you know it. We're asking for your divine power and presence to be manifest, oh, Jesus. And we praise you for it. Thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name. God bless you. Have a great week. Shake hands with some folks. Let's walk in the Spirit. Let's, let's have that Holy Ghost destiny. I got to have it. You got to have it. And the Lord wants us to have it. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, Come join us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road at the corner of Shamrock Drive. Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. And Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Online, find us at firstchurchclt.com or like us on Facebook or Twitter. We hope to see you soon. Come worship with us.